morning. You're listening to Saturday Morning Dads, and today we're discussing the 1999 best movie of all time ever in all of history, The Matrix. Now, Sean, The Matrix is not a children's movie. And this is not going to be a children's episode. Ooh. Ooh. Not your kids, Saturday Morning Dads. This one's, you could say, just for dads. Just for dads, that's right. Just for dads. Not, not just for daddies. Not just for daddies. Because that could get confused into some other kind of subgenre of podcasting. Just for dads. Just for dads. AKA Friday Night Dads. I kind of like Friday Night Dads. Friday, yeah, I like Friday Night Dads. Or should it be Friday Night Fathers? No, Friday, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't like that. I like the alliteration. I don't like the... Uh, image that i got of a lot of a bunch of priests watching a movie <laughs> that's that's where i went to <laughs> friday night dads not that priests can't watch a movie i don't know if they can or not they're not allowed to have wives yeah but that doesn't mean that they can't watch movies I don't know, i'm just, just you know it's just a thing they're not allowed to have wives wives love watching movies that's a podcast we should do wives love wives loving watching movies they just talk about my big fat Greek wedding and love actually and yeah, um, chick flicks. Yeah. Oh, we should we should have okay after we have made Saturday morning dads successful and we've also made Friday night dads successful. We should start Wednesday night women movies. <laughs> Wednesday. Well, we have to have a day of the week. Has to have a day of the week for the alliteration. Yeah, um, yeah Wednesday is not great though. Like. Right in the middle of the week. Well, yeah, we'll start a podcast where it's us reviewing movies not aimed at us, but aimed at women. Yeah, we probably shouldn't do that podcast. I'm, I'm, we, I'm a big fan of Renee Zellweger. She was in a lot <laughs> okay. of these movies. Okay. <laughs> I think she's quirky and fun. All right. Well, she's not in The Matrix, though. No, she's not in The Matrix. Carrie Ann Moss is in The Matrix. This is a movie for Friday night. Fathers. Yes. This movie is Father Sean and Father Curtis. Yes. <laughs> we both have two children. Yeah, we do. We're doing our, you know, duty to populate the earth, keep the human race going. Um Sean, how often do you get to watch a movie for I yourself? I thought you were gonna ask me how often do I have children? How often do you have children? Not not too often yeah, these I've days. I've only had two in my life. I have I have one roughly every fifteen to twenty years. Uh yeah okay, yeah, but you grouped them together pretty close. <laughs> yeah, one was at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, how how often do you get to watch a movie that is only because you wanted to watch it? Well, whenever I want. I'm a divorced dad. I'm a different kind of dad. That's true. I can watch. This is the second time I've watched The Matrix in just the past two months. Oh wow. Um. I will admit I. Did not make it all the way through the me- No, I did. I did. I made it all the way through last night, but it was my third attempt. <laughs> uh, it took me three nights to watch the entire movie because I, you know, I don't get to start a movie until my kids go to not not go to bed, go to sleep. Actually, asleep. which is two hours after they go to bed. It's a routine. It's a routine. And we're in this rent house, and it's just uh, it's a whole thing. So I gotta, gotta give you some good news. You're coming up to the end of those days, my friend. Girls are trying to get a little bit older. I have a two-year-old. Well, here's the magic thing that happened around my household. I don't know if it's going to happen around yours. Once the first one started to go to bed, 
the second one was just like, oh, okay. I go to bed too now. Yeah, uh, uh, my two-year-old is a lot easier to... Uh, she goes to sleep a lot easier than my five-year-old. Um, that may change. Yeah. It probably will change. But they, they, you know, once we get back in our house, it'll be better. We're we're renovating right now. It's just, you know, everything's thrown into chaos. So once they both get in their room, I think we're gonna get them bunk beds. They're gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Get them uh, weighted blankets. How weighted? <laughs> <laughs> like weighted so much that they can't get up. <laughs> yeah, that's that'll work. That'll do the trick. There you go. I love a weighted blanket. Weighted blankets are great. Yeah, well, all all blankets are weighted to some extent. I foolishly went to go buy a new comforter the other day. I don't have a comforter, you know. What you, you know, just have a sheet? The divorce. You just have a um, sheet. I have I have a quilt. Okay. And I actually have two quilts. I um I have two quilts. But anyway, I was like, I'm just starting to get pretty cold. I'm gonna go buy a comforter. I just walked into Target like a big man, just thinking I'm gonna buy the most expensive comforter they have here. I was very mistaken, like on. What comfort? I thought I was going to get the most luxurious comforter they had for like forty five bucks. Mm. No, comforters are three hundred, four hundred dollars. Yeah, I, yeah. I do not. That's they don't. They're not even electronic. They don't have computers inside them. You can get no. things with computers inside of them for less. They don't. But um, these aren't smart you, blankets. You can't really get much for forty or fifty bucks these days. You know, they're most expensive. Doesn't go very far. I thought the most expensive queen size comforter. Like I thought I was getting real feathers, high quality for like fifty bucks, sixty tops I was willing to pay. It was three hundred and sixty dollars. So I bought some magic cards and a monster and I left. <laughs> back to your back to your quilts and sheets. <laughs> yes. I will just turn on the heater. I thought I was gonna save money by being a comforter because I don't have to yeah. run the heater at just night. Wear your long jammies and Get under your quilt. Yeah. I got two quilts. Hey, that's all you need. Yeah. You don't need a comforter. Yeah. It's not that cold at night yet. When it gets colder, my plan is to steal the fourth quilt off the kid's bed. Yeah. That'll, I mean, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. So anyway, going to bed. Anyway, when I go to bed, I can turn on the TV and watch whatever I want. Because I don't, four nights a week, I don't have any kids telling me what I got to watch. Three nights a week, I watch Odd Squad. Other four nights of man, week? Odd Squad's awesome. We need to do a Saturday Morning Dads episode about Odd Squad. Odd Squad's they have a movie. Have you seen the movie? No, it's worth watching. We'll do it on the movie. Is it on PBS? Yeah, it doesn't come like the PBS app. It only has like five random episodes at a time. Yeah, so it's sometimes not, it's the good group of kids. Sometimes it's not. Yeah, which which group of kids are your favorite? I'm a big I like Olivia. the original. Yeah, Olivia and um, Otto. Otto. Yes, yeah. the 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 original ones, right? Well, I like I like the original ones or the second group, the second ones. The one it, it went off the rails once they got into the mobile the, the mobile unit. The mobile unit sucks because like, they still brought back Miss um, O, but she's but now she's 14, like she, yeah she's like twenty seven years old and has kids of her own, <laughs> and she can't act. She she became no, a she worse was, actress. She was cute. She was cute when she was little because she was acting like a you know, she was acting like a grown up, but she was just. 
tiny. Yeah. And then she grew up into like a preteen or teenager and she still acts the exact same and it's not cute anymore. It's not funny. Yeah. Uh, so they need to find a new Miss O. The, the, well, yeah. Then they, they did. They had um Oh, I forget her name, but they did get a new Miss O. The, the little squeaky girl. Uh, she's a little more airhead persona. Anyway, Odd Squad's great. Odd Squad is awesome. We'll do the movie. The movie's good. I've seen the movie a whole bunch of times. You can buy it for like $1.99 on Amazon. My kids love watching that movie. Odd Squad's like the Matrix of PBS. Yes. Yeah. It's actually like the X-Files of PBS. Have you seen Dino Dana? No. So it's like very different, but it's the same people who made it. So it has the same kind of like... They really try to make special effects, uh-huh. but it's about a little girl, and she's one of the girls. You know the the little Hispanic girl that's like always yells at people and calls her Ray Sherman. No, uh, well she plays Dino Dana, <laughs> um, and she is hilarious. And they, uh, but she, anyway, she can see dinosaurs in the real world. And she, like, does experiments on dinosaurs. But anyway, it's just, like, they're really trying to do something big with a very small budget. Yes. And I appreciate the gen- effort. They're genuinely funny, though. And and uh, Delivery Doug is in it. He's the goofy uncle. I love Delivery Doug. <laughs> Delivery Doug. You know Delivery Doug? I don't. Oh, you haven't seen the, the Delivery? He, he, I haven't he, seen Delivery Doug. He, he, delivers, um, he delivers egg sandwiches, egg salad sandwiches. <laughs> He's he's like Delivery Debbie's rival. Oh. Have you seen the Delivery Debbie episode? No, I haven't. You haven't seen it. You have not watched enough Odd Squad, my no, man. No, I haven't watched. I haven't watched near all of them. Well, we watch. I've I've definitely seen every episode of Odd Squad six times. We watch it every night for like four years. So, so uh, this is nothing to do with the Matrix. Yeah, welcome to our episode <laughs> about Odd Squad. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to do one just for dads, and we ended up talking about kids stuff for the first uh, uh, 10 minutes and 10 seconds. Well, that's a good round number. All right, so the Matrix. Ones and, ones and zeros. Oh. Yeah, like the Matrix. The Matrix has us. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh, Sean, let me ask you something. You know the question. What is the Matrix? What is the Matrix? Yeah. So what is the Matrix? Explain it all in five five sentences. The plot of the movie or the, the no. What device? is what is the Matrix? The Matrix is a computer program that is a simulation which all of our brains live in, while our bodies are just stuck in some goo pods being used as batteries. And these uh, robots run by AI. This movie it's very timely. A lot about AI in the news. Um, I would have loved it in the third one if they if he had gotten all the way to like. I forgot what it was called, but the mainframe, and it was Haley Joel Osment from AI Artificial Intelligence. <laughs> oh, that movie was so bad. <laughs> that movie was so bad. I remember seeing that movie in theaters with really high hopes. That I was my mom. That was a Steven Spielberg Carrie. joint. Shout out to my mom's friend Carrie. Um, Ann Moss. No, just uh, Carrie Coonhart. Oh, okay. Um, it was. It wasn't just Spielberg. It was. Um, was it Ridley Scott? And then he no, not Ridley Scott. I, don't um, so. I think it was just Spielberg. No, somebody else. Stanley Kubrick. It was Kubrick's last movie, and he oh, died. Oh yeah, he and Spielberg finished it. I don't know if Kubrick ever worked on it. Yeah, Kubrick was working on it and died. Like they both get credit. It probably would have been better if Kubrick had done it. 
finished it. It yeah. would have been, I don't know. It was terrible. I haven't seen it in so long. Let's, we'll do an episode on it one day for Friday Night Dads. Okay. We, I like doing the bad movies. They're easier to make fun of. Uh, the Matrix. So anyway, did I adequately explain The Matrix, what it was? Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. great. Uh, so how old were you when you first saw this movie? Did you see it in theaters? I did not see it in theaters. Oh. I was a senior in high school. And I went with my friends to see it. And uh, it was literally, not literally, it was mind-blowing. Oh, yeah, I bet so. Um, I didn't understand all of it because I didn't know anything about computers or networks or anything like that. Um, I just drew pictures in high school. Did you know a lot about Jesus? Yeah. Because this, that was also applicable to understanding this movie. I understood that part. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand the, the actual Matrix. Well, <laughs> the people who made this movie un- only had a very loose understanding of how computers work. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't uh, as bad as like a movie like Hackers where, you know, they, they type, they type out code and it like renders a visible virus in the form of like yeah. a dragon or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, or, um, weird science where they program, a, 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 a lady, a hot lady. Into I haven't existence. seen weird science, but it seems problematic. Um, just in yeah. premise. Yeah, all of most of John Hughes movies back then were had some. John Hughes has had quite a career. Man. Some problematic. Uh, yeah, John Hughes wrote Home Alone, but he also wrote Home Alone Three. So yeah, we reviewed Home Alone Three. Go both, back and listen to that episode. Both amazing movies in their own right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Home Alone Three. Go back listen to that episode. It's a Christmas movie. Oh, wait, it wasn't a Christmas movie. It was just a winter time movie. No, it was Christmas, wasn't it? No, it was, it was just winter, Didn't and there were it? toys. There were toys, but no Christmas. No Christmas. It seems like a weird... Toys Maybe came they, in the mail. They, they might have missed it, the Christmas window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and had to take all the Christmas stuff out. It, it, that movie also starts out like a Just for Dads movie. Like the first 25 minutes of it yeah, were it's a spy like thriller. A, it's a spy thriller set in Ooh, like yeah. Tokyo or something. It was pretty... And then it was just some little kid with a trampoline. Anyway, The Matrix, though. Yeah, the Matrix. <laughs> I did not take. I did not take my uh, Ritalin after lunch today. Um, so yeah, what? When did you first see it? I think I saw it on um, home VHS. And how old were you? I would have been twelve. Okay. This movie came out the summer I w- between fifth and sixth grade for me. All right, I was eighteen when it came out, so I was not allowed to see it. I remember my parents going and seeing it, or at least my mom going and seeing it, and telling me how cool it was, and then later seeing it on VHS. And um, on the rewatch, the most recent rewatch, how do you feel like it holds up? Oh, 10 out of 10. Stellar. Yeah, I think some of the styling is definitely late 90s like feeling. Just like but, the green, the green like um, color... Uh, color tint of everything. I mean, it's but all movies back then had some kind of color tinting. Most of them were like blue or like yellow. Yeah, but that part of it. Um, and then there was there's just certain way, ways certain things were shot. Um, that were of the time a little bit. 
they were defining of the time. Yeah, I was going to say they're of the time because this movie made them of the time. Yes, exactly. And and because I think this movie stylistically invented so much of its style, it it becomes timeless. There's a lot of people who uh, copied and knocked knocked yes. it off. And the, and the but then also they knocked off a lot of anime. Mm-hmm. They ripped off a lot of Hong Kong films. Yeah, they just took it to a whole nother level. And uh, anyway, I think this movie's perfect. I've, I've um, oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it again on the three nights watch. <laughs> yes. Um. So, um, did it change your mind about movies? Was it like a eye-opener of like what movies could be because you were at that age of like just like starting to get to watch cool movies yeah i was just right at the age of getting to start watch cool movies and also uh really set the bar high uh, for cool movies but also i at the that time i cannot explain to you what a goofy weird little kid i was <laughs> i don't I, have to imagine <laughs> that hard <laughs> <laughs> I only liked comedies. And well, the comedies of the '90s though were top notch. Yeah, I liked I liked Animal House. <laughs> so you were allowed to watch Animal House, but not The Matrix. <laughs> I think I think the like early early on in seventh grade. I had two friends spend the night. They were like my new two cool middle school friends. And my mom did a classic mom move, took us to CC's, and then let us pick out some movies at um, Blockbuster. And she picked out for us Animal House and Porky's. Oh, Porky's? <laughs> my friends were like, oh, your mom's so cool. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, I liked... Uh, I Porky's liked- is like the... The ultimate raunchy comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And we watched it um, in sleeping bags in my bedroom. Uh, But yeah, I loved uh, Monty Python. I loved Mr. Bean. I was a weird little kid. And uh, yeah, so seeing something that was so cool. I mean, The Matrix, you can't deny is just the cool factors turned up to 11, you know. So... A lot of people think 1999 was the best year ever in movies. It's been all downhill since then. So here, in, in just society, yeah. Here's a list of of movies that were released in 1999. Let me let me find a notable list instead of an entire list. Go ahead and go ahead and vamp. All right. So I'm gonna vamping wanna... over. Okay. <laughs> um, so well, hold on, I want to I want to clip this for social media. So let me let me introduce this, ladies and gentlemen. This is the list of movies from 1999. Tell me this isn't the best year ever, Curtis. All right, I'm not going to read all of them because they're not all that impressive. Elmo and Grouchland, though, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, ten things I hate about you. The Thirteenth Warrior, one of my favorite all time. It's the scene where he learns all languages or whatever. So good. Well, no, he just learns Roman. He learns um, Greek or whatever. No, it's, but I just remember the scene. They're Norsemen. Okay, uh, it was a good scene. Eight millimeter. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is not that great. Um, let's see. American Beauty. 
American Pie. The, uh, two all-time classics. Um, let's see. Any Given Sunday, which we'll be watching for Friday Night Dads. Yeah, with Al Pacino. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. As Willie Beeman. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. I love Austin Powers. That movie was phenomenal. That's like where my headspace was in 99 as a little goofball 12-year-old. Um, I love that there were weird movies like Being John, Val- Being John Malkovich. Super weird movie. Yeah. Um, let's see. Bicentennial Man, which I thought sucked. That movie was terrible. Big Daddy, Adam Sandler. The movie was terrible, but I loved it. Big Daddy was amazing. Okay, agree to disagree. You didn't like it? I liked it, but it's not good. Um, let's see. The Blair Witch Project. Another revolutionary movie. Blast from the Past, Brendan Fraser. I, I loved that movie. I loved that, that movie, so movie too. <laughs> uh, Blue Streak, Martin Lawrence. The Bone Collector, Denzel Washington. The Boondock Saints. You remember that movie? Oh, t- did I have the poster? Yeah. Uh, Bowfinger. Uh, Bringing Out the Dead. Broke Down Palace. Let's see. Uh, Cider House Rules. This is this is taking way too long for me to clip for social media. Yeah, it is. It require a lot of... Cruel Intentions, which we were just talking oh, about. We, hey, we love Cruel Intentions. Uh, Deep Blue Sea. Actually, I've, I've actually never seen Cruel Intentions. I don't know why I said I loved it. <laughs> You're a liar. I love that one clip <laughs> I downloaded off LimeWire when I was 14. I love that clip. Uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. I love that movie. Yeah. So funny. Uh, Ed TV election. Anyway, there are a lot of movies. Eyes Wide Shut, Stanley Kubrick's last <sighs> movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. I have seen that. Um, for love of the game. Let's see, Galaxy Quest. That's a good movie. I love Galaxy Quest. Me too. So this is all 1999. <laughs> it's all in 1999. We're just on the G's. Um, the Green Mile, which was okay. I want to promise our listeners in the new Just for Dads Friday Night Dads uh, format, we're not going to do this every time. I thought this list was going to be way shorter. <laughs> these are the these are the notable movies. This is so and I'm many skipping. Movies. I'm reading one like every 20 movies. <laughs> Uh, can we bail? We can bail on it. All right. The Matrix. Just, the Matrix was the most important movie to come out in 1999. I would agree One with thing that. I love about The Matrix Other is that it is set in the, 1999. It's not set in modern day America. It, it clearly makes a point to tell you that 1999 is the peak of human civilization. Yes. Yeah. Also that The Mummy was the best movie and most important movie released in 1999, not The Matrix. You sure? The Mummy. Oh, the, okay, I love The Mummy. I do love The Mummy, but no, the most important movie was The Matrix for sure. The most influential. It had, I mean, it's still being copied today. Yeah. It has defined science fiction for the last... It, it also did a lot to influence my love of... Um, Carrie Ann Moss. You know, I don't think I've ever seen Carrie Ann Moss in any other movie. Oh, dude, I should have just read the highest grossing films of 1999. 
Dang it. It's it was, probably a much shorter and better list. Star Wars Episode One. Oh, that movie so The Sixth Sense. Toy Story Two, The Matrix, Tarzan, The Mummy, Notting Hill, uh 007, The World Is Not Enough, American Beauty, Austin Powers. Some real bangers. Some bangers, some bangers for sure. Alright, this is, concludes the Curtis Names movies section. <laughs> it's gonna be a regular <laughs> it's gonna be a regular um section of the of the show. It's not. I'm sorry. You can cut that part. You can cut that whole section out. It'll be fine. Curtis, I want to know when you saw The Matrix, what was your uh takeaway from the first time? What was your So the first time, like I said, I there was a lot of it that I didn't understand. I thought visually it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it because it is. Yeah. And I think I saw it at least two times in a the theater. Oh, that's good. A double um, double banger. Yeah, you double tapped it. You no, know, well, not like not back to back. I came back to the theater after I left. Yeah, later on a different day. Probably. On a different day, yes. Um, probably even in a different week. Probably. Yeah. But um, in college, I had a massive Matrix poster over my over my bed. Um, it was just the the movie poster. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was it was it made me think a lot more about computers than I had ever done before, and like kind of uh, it it was one of the first movies that like really made me think beyond surface level. Like there was more to it than than just the story. Um, I mean, it wasn't the first one of the first movies that made me do that, but it was it was definitely had that impact on me. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, it was visually just unlike anything I'd ever seen. I think this movie gets so much credit for the visuals because every scene is so intentional with everything it shows you. Every camera angle is so deliberate and important that you're constantly looking at something good to look at anyway, but it overshadows the fact that it is a legitimately good story. Like as cool. There are a lot of movies that look cool that suck because the story is not good. And the matrix has everything you could want in a story. Like it's just a a perfect story. Yes. And it uses tension and kind of mystery, like these, all these mysterious elements that you're like, I mean, the one which is like totally overused now, but like, you know, is he the one? Is he not the one? What is the Matrix? Like, it's a long time into the movie before you find out what the Matrix is. I mean, it's probably like 45 minutes into the movie, right? Yeah. Though, also, you gotta remember, I don't think anybody goes into it blind because the marketing around a movie like this, you would kind of know going into it, okay, he's like in a computer world. No, I didn't know. I you didn't, didn't know, know that? No. No, okay. Didn't know that. Maybe I just didn't pay attention to the marketing, but I don't know what The Matrix was. Because the, the, the marketing was, I think, what is The Matrix? What is the Matrix? I remember playing the Matrix video game. I was. It was. No, I'm thinking about the Animatrix. Oh, the Animatrix. I loved the anim. The Animatrix is phenomenal. It gets its own episode one day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I played the video game too. It was cool. 
Did you do the little hacker thing in the video game where it, like you hack a little thing and it tells you a web address and you have to go to a real computer and type in the web address and then click on the little white rabbit icon in the bottom corner and it tells you a, a cheat code for the video game? Did you do all that? I remember that blowing no. my mind. I, remember, I, don't, I don't remember any of that. No. I, I remember finding somehow in the video game a web address and being like, whoa, and typing it into the computer, the family computer and it actually going to a real website. Did you have a computer room? Uh, yeah. We had a computer cabinet. Computer cabinet. Like, like a, that was like a giant cabinet that opened up. Mm-hmm. Like, the bot, like the top opened up and it was like the monitor and like some shelves and like CD racks and stuff. Nice. And the bottom opened up and it was like a little desk. It was great. Yeah. We had a little office front room thing that could be like a sitting room or something, but it was an office with a computer in it. My mom was in college for most of my childhood, so we were always pretty early adopters of computers and computer technology. I remember the very first time we had a computer was this giant laptop. This laptop was like eight inches thick. It was this giant laptop. My uncle, uh, like, I don't know if he gave it to us or what. Anyway, this laptop was somehow related to my uncle. My mom could connect to the internet on this laptop. And it was, um, she could only connect to like the OU library, I think it was what, what the deal oh. was. So, and that would have been like 93, like that was pretty early internet use. We, we, yeah, that was pretty been, early. We had a pretty tech family growing up. Yeah, we, 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 our family didn't really get online until like 98, 99. Yeah. Um, when we, you know, we accumulated in enough AOL minutes. <laughs> to uh, to be able to get online. Remember how many how there would be those CDs everywhere for a thousand free minutes. Yeah, you get a, you get one in the mail like once a week at least. Yeah. Um, but man, yeah, getting online was like an ordeal. It was like a it was an adventure. It made you feel like you were Neo in the Matrix. It did. Uh, when you were downloading a, a an image, remember I downloaded a video of um the preview for star Wars episode one. And it took, and we just learned that movie came out in 99. It took like a full day. Yes. At least might, maybe a couple of days. And I would watch it in like one second little bursts. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, but that, yeah, that was, that was the internet back then. I can remember like, Going to before going to bed, setting things up to download so they'd be ready in the morning. I can remember that, but half of them failed, yeah. And it was all like Eminem featuring Dr. Dre featuring yeah, off of Kazaa, <laughs> yeah. It was just like artists that never exist, is like Lincoln Park featuring Snoop Dogg, yeah, like live that. version, yeah, <laughs> live Woodstock 69. <laughs> All right, do we want to, I mean... Do, do we want to recap the whole movie? Oh, man. I don't know. We we spent too much time going through 1999's list of movies. We did. Okay, I do want to say this. Let's talk about the themes here. Okay. What do you think? Was Neo the chosen one because of fate? Well, so here's the thing. I was telling you yesterday on this rewatch, for some reason I had never heard this before or listened at this part when Morpheus was telling Neo about a man 
when the matrix was first set up, a man was born inside the matrix and figured it out that he was in a computer simulator and could manipulate the world how he saw fit. And he got out. Yeah, he set the first people and he free. He set the first people free. Now, Morpheus does say he set the first of us free. Yeah, the first of us. I assumed that he meant like free people. Free people or not necessarily Morpheus himself. I got the feeling, yes, because I assumed that this was, he said when it was first set up, which would have been what Morpheus thinks is like 300 years ago, right? Right. Um, I assume that he meant the free people of Zion. Right. Which in movie two and three, we find out that Zion sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Sounds depressing little hell. Um, I'd... I'm kind of with Cypher on, like, put me back in the Matrix. And Cypher makes a lot of good points. Other than if he didn't murder a bunch of people, I would have totally been like, Cypher, it's okay. Go back in the Matrix. Yeah, he did try to sell out his whole crew and kill a bunch of people. He did. But, yeah, he killed, he killed what, three people. And he wants to, when he goes back to the Matrix, he wants to not remember anything. And I, that's an interesting question to get into. Would you want to have remembered the whole ordeal of living on the Nebuchadnezzar for years? Or would you want to go no. in and not remember anything? I, feel I think like, I feel like he wants to not remember what he has to do to get back in the matrix. He wants to not like feel the guilt of killing all killing his friends and shipmates. Hmm. Um but I would I mean if I had made the decision I don't want to be in the real world anymore. It sucks. The Nebuchadnezzar and eating this goo is not cool. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to remember. Because then you would always know, like, this isn't real. But then you could also, like, still do crazy things in the Matrix. If you did remember that it's not real. Uh, I'd, I'd want to remember. I feel like having gone through that hardship... Um, you you lose a part of your life having this like blank spot. You don't remember who you truly are. You don't remember. You wouldn't remember how good you have it now if you didn't know how bad things had been. He's going to go back. He wants to be an actor, somebody important, have all this money and life and fame and stuff. And it's just like how I would want to appreciate that and know what I did to earn it. And know what I went through to get there. I don't know. You would want to remember killing three people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, like, so I had I've to got, murder I've people got some weird personal experience with this because there is a pretty good chunk of my life that I only halfway remember and where a lot of stuff changed. Yeah. And it's weird to... It's just weird. What if they gave you a backstory? What if they gave you memories, like in Blade, oh, that'd like, be dang. like in Blade Runner? <laughs> okay, sure. And they could be tumultuous memories, like you grew up poor and mm-hmm. you had to go through some hardships, and now you're a, a really important actor named Cipher. Yeah, Cipher was <laughs> named Joey name. Joey Pantoliano. Joey, yeah. Joey Pants, as Bill Simmons calls him. Well, anyway, I just I just think it was weird that he didn't want to remember stuff, but I guess it's not because you wouldn't want to remember either. I wouldn't want to. But, I mean, I think he I think he didn't want to remember killing people. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. Um, 
All right, so um, Thomas Anderson. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we were talking about uh, Morpheus talking about the first guy. He's not named. I guess he's just called the one, but he died. Right, he died. He's, he died. Um, and it was prophesied by the oracle that the one, this guy would be reincarnated, basically. Right. And the, the person, that person would bring down the Matrix. Yes. And free everybody. Yes. Um, yeah, I just never, uh, I had never put that together before or paid attention at that part, I guess. Yeah. Neo's the second coming. He's the second coming. Or he's, yeah, reincarnated the one. Um, I wonder what that guy's name was. Probably Rick. Well, Neo's name is Neo. Maybe he was like Proto. Yeah, probably Proto. Yeah. Alpha. Pre. Pre release. (laughs) His name name was V0.1. Yeah, V1. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you were a hacker, what would your hacker name be? um, Let's see. Ooh, that's a hard question to answer right off the cuff. What would you what would yours be? You probably have one. Oh, I'm I'm not gonna answer that question. Oh. Uh I think uh I think it would be um oh this is the adult version. We can say cuss words. No, we can't. <laughs> this is still on Saturday. We don't have a different show. Well you oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is still Saturday morning dads. We're just doing an episode on a on a non Well, let's just say it would have cuss words in it. Okay. Um, or it'd probably just be um, Fortune 500 and me, or Fortunate 500 and me. That that's was a, that was my AIM screen name back in the day. That's a long hacker name. Fortunate 500 and me. Neo is a good hacker name. Uh, there's no way that wasn't already taken. Well, it didn't say it was his screen name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what your hacker name is. It's what your it's. Yeah. It was his handle. Um, I saw I saw a great thing that was like um, your your stripper name yeah. is um, a symptom of your mental health condition, and the last thing you ate. And I thought, oh, that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's a good one of those <laughs> intrusive thoughts, tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> I the last thing I ate was tater tots. Yeah, those tater tots were the best tater tots I've ever had. They're so good. I'm gonna go back to that restaurant just for the tater tots. What was that? What was that place called Chicken Bird? It was Bird Bird Song. Yeah, Songbird. No, anyway, it was Bird something. It was good. Y'all should go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that restaurant that I've only ever seen by my work. If you're over on the corner of Midway and whatever we're wherever we're at. Yeah, where we figured out that a plane crashed. Yeah, uh, into Mama's Daughter's Diner. A plane crashed into a restaurant. A plane crashed. Um, okay, so uh, basically, Neo um, keeps getting these messages. We're not going through the whole movie, right? We're we're hitting the high points. Hitting the high points. Uh, Neo keeps getting these cryptic messages from someone on his computer. It's Trinity talking about the Matrix, and yes. he's. It's Trinity. Turns out to be Trinity. He goes to the Rob Zombie party. Trinity's I love there. the Rob Zombie party. That um, movie influenced my taste in music. You know who's so not enjoying big. the Rob Zombie party? Neo. No, he's not a big fan. Doesn't want to be there. No. Uh, he's there with all his uh, druggy friends. Yes. Bunch of weirdos, man. 
They were weirdos. Um, anyway, she basically tells him that Morpheus is looking for him. Yeah. And Neo, being a hacker, has heard of all these people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but then uh, Neo, as Thomas Anderson, goes back to work the next day. These agents show up. For a long time, I thought that Neo's boss and uh, the main agent were the same guy. Very, very similar. I, I think. I that. think intentionally. So I think they in, intentionally made them look similar. Yeah, because they're both representative of. I don't know. Someone conformity. Conforming, yeah, conformity and doing your job, I guess. Um, but the agents come for Neo. Morpheus calls him on a cell phone that he shipped to him, uh, Back to the Future style. Um, cool cell phone, by the way. It's got the little switchblade thing. It was a very cool cell phone. Um, Nokia, I believe. Yeah. As all cell phones were back then. The best. Yeah. No, how could <laughs> Nokia, man? They were the best. How'd they blow it so hard? Apple. They tried to make Windows phones. Yeah, they sided with the wrong crowd. Yeah, that was a huge mistake. Um, so Morpheus is talking him through how to get how to get out of there. He gets captured by the agents. Very cool scene with uh, some bullet time type stuff with the phone falling out of the window and all that stuff. But anyway, he gets captured by the agents. They put a bug in him. <laughs> A literal bug. <laughs> a literal bug. The skin flesh around his mouth covers his mouth and he can't talk anymore. Yeah. That was a classic scene right there. Very freaky, very Twilight Zone-y. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so he gets... Um, how does he get... They, let him, they just let him go? Yeah, they just let him go. He wakes up in his bed and I guess he's got a dream. bug. He's got a... They bugged him. So to try to find the rest of the crew, right? Because they know right. he, they're trying to find him. And then he wakes up in his bed. Wakes up in his bed, thinks it's all a dream. Morpheus calls him, says, this line's tapped. Go to this bridge. He goes to the bridge. They pick him up in a 1961 Lincoln Continental, which is the same car that Lincoln got shot in. Or not Lincoln. Lincoln got shot in a theater. Uh, the car, JFK. Cars did not exist. Yeah. He got shot in the same car, JFK. And also the same car, Johnny Drama drives in Entourage. Um, and they, yeah, and so they pick him up, they zap out the bug from him, and then he's all like, I'm gonna leave. Yeah, and I'm then, out of here. And then, and then, uh, Carrie Ann Moss is like, You don't want to go down that road. You know, oh, where man, that there's road a, leads. there is some cheesy dialogue in this movie. Um, that's really it. The rest of the, the other, the other lady so stops, well. she's like, Stop the car. It's either our way or the highway. Yeah. And, and, and then Carrie Ann Moss is like, you don't want to go down she, that road. I don't know if the actress is actually a Swedish pop star, but she certainly looks like a Swedish pop star, she doesn't sounds, she? She, sound, she has a bit of an accent, too. I think she's. I think that is a Swedish pop star. <laughs> um, Just un, unfounded. Unfounded belief that yeah. this is a Swedish pop star. I've never seen her in anything else. I'm pretty I sure she's either. Swedish. She wasn't a great actress in this. Yeah, I'm thinking it was for the international market. They do that sometimes. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, he goes and he meets Morpheus. Morpheus. And they have... Oh, I gotta say, Morpheus is my favorite part of this movie. I love Morpheus. Oh, Morpheus is awesome. Morpheus is fantastic. And they have the famous red pill, blue pill conversation. 
So much symbolism here. It's more Alice in Wonderland uh, reference. Because we have a white rabbit. We have this. He goes through the looking glass. He goes through the looking glass literally in a few minutes from here. But he has to make the decision. Does he want to wake up in bed and it's all been a bad dream? Or does he want to find out more and go down the rabbit hole? Does he want to find out what the Matrix is? Yeah. And... uh, this scene has been co-opted by the toxic online community of um, toxic bros to say that they are the ones who took the red pill and we're all blue-pilled because we're living the way the woke mafia wants us to live. And anyway, I just want to point that part out. Hmm. Um, it's stupid that people have yeah, really it- latched onto that. Yeah, red pill, but red pill, blue pill has really made its way into the lexicon of our culture. Of our culture, yeah. So I think this is important to the main theme of like how much is this destiny and how much of it is Neo, Neo's actions. And like, did well, he oracle, take did, yeah, the oracle? Did, the oracle's conversation with him also kind of asked that same question. Yeah, and and he. He has the choice at the beginning. This whole thing starts with his choice. So I, I think that's just a tick in the column of it's free will. It is free will. I, I, and what the Oracle says is like, you've got the gift, but you, you, you know, you're holding back. Like something's, you know, something's holding you back. And then the whole thing where he knocks over the vase because she, well, she oh. said, don't worry about the vase. He turns around and is like, what vase? And then he hits it and knocks it over. And it's like, would he have done that if she hadn't said anything? So yeah. that's the whole like free will versus predestiny. But that happens in the third act, and we're still in the first act. That's true. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> I skip ahead. Yeah. So he goes through a mirror. He wakes up in the jelly bowl and goes through a sewer. And they use a claw to pick him up. Uh, which is very cool. I love that they show the it's claw machine. It's very gentle. And he's in a Jesus-esque pose when he's doing that. Um, yeah, he's sprawled out. Yeah. Um, and so the, he's he's sucked up in a Gashupon machine. Uh, really, I guess it's not a Gashupon machine. Um, but yeah, claw, he, the claw machine. Claw machine. Did you see that episode of Bluey? Yes, I did. It's a good episode of Bluey. Um, and yeah, so then he's like on the Nebuchadnezzar which is the name of their ship. There's probably some symbolism in the name of Nebuchadnezzar. I meant to look that up, but I didn't. You know what Nebuchadnezzar means? I mean, it's uh, it's he's a king in the Bible. Yeah, but I don't know what he did in the Bible. Um, he threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace. Oh. Then there was a fourth man there. Yes. But also, I'm still a little bit mad at my ex for not letting me name my kids... Neo and Morpheus? No, Meshach, Mirak, and Abednego. Um, <laughs> just in case I had three sons, I ended up only having one son. She was not in favor of those names. I'm going to look up uh, the, the never... significance. It's just a fun name to say. Who would win in a fight based purely on physical might between um, between uh, Meshach, or not Meshach, uh, between uh, Nebuchadnezzar and King Solomon. Probably Solomon, right? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't really know their physical 
uh, abilities. I think King Solomon was like a but physically he, buff dude. Well, he was super wise. He would have outsmarted. Uh, yeah. He would have cut him in half. Is what he would. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was not a good joke. Um, Let's see. Uh, the Matrix. The choice of naming the ship after King Nebuchadnezzar reflects the Rebel crew's defiance against the oppressive machine world. But why? Mm, that's a good question. Anyway, so he goes in the ship, and then some hap- some stuff happens, and it's boring and stupid. And then they're like, "Oh, I'm going to upload programs into your brain," and he learns kung fu. And then he fights Morpheus in the training program. Yes, and that, this is one, one of the of best my, scenes in all of cinematic history. One, one of, the of my greatest fights in the movie for sure. And um, the the class, the delivery, the line, "Stop trying to hit me and hit me." Is is like kind of a mid tier line. I guess it's a it's a pretty decent line, but but um, what is what's his face? I can't remember the actor's name. Um, he's his delivery of it. He's like, stop trying to hit me and oh. hit me. Oh yeah, it's just oh. so good. He just nails that line so hard, and it's really an integral part of the movie because I think it also kind of demonstrates like Neo has to put an effort. And the free will, and he has to like actually yep. try and, and actually has, do it. He has to make the choice to be the one. Like every little line in this movie, like that, that you think is just a little throwaway line for style. If you read too much into it, you're like, oh wait, that's actually like they really, they're really trying here. Yeah, it's such a, the whole movie is such a build up. Yeah, um, it's like yeah, it's all a build up, and it's all leading to like this point like is he gonna be the one or is he not yeah and it's it's super dank anyway that, but that fight scene the choreography is just amazing the wire work is just right it's just one of my absolute favorite scenes and I, i've just watched that on youtube sometimes when i'm having a not great a not great day and i just need to get myself pumped up you it know? is so cool um and then, yeah, just all the little comments that, like, the crew is making, like, I've never seen somebody so fast. Yeah. Uh, his, his vitals are off the charts. Yeah, his vitals are off the charts. <laughs> like, <laughs> just looking means, at this falling code. Means nothing. <laughs> that, that code means nothing. Like, uh, yeah, then they just, uh, then then he's all hurt, he's all bummed down, he's sad. And Well, he goes uh, to the jump. Uh, oh, uh, the jump program. The jump yeah. program, and he doesn't make it across. He doesn't make the jump across the buildings. Nobody makes it their first time. But, you know, that casts doubt in your mind. Like, is he, maybe he's not the one. Yeah. Casts doubt in his mind, too. Maybe he's not the one. Because um, he doesn't believe that he's the one at this point. No. Um, He just thinks he's a regular, regular old hacker. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, after that... I also want to point out that he was having a hard time when he first came... Or or is it right now? Anyway, he's having a hard time. And Morpheus says, like, hey, you know, maybe it's my fault. I'm not... I don't take people out of the Matrix after they've reached a certain age. Yeah, it's too hard for their brains to to, understand. And I liked that little bit because as many times as I've seen this movie... I've probably seen this movie a dozen times, right? When they're at the Oracle's house later, 
all the other the ones that are there to see the Oracle are all little kids, like five yeah. years old. And so the like, oh, they really take him out real young. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, w- I wonder how they identified Neo as the one. Just great hacking Just skills. Super hacking skills. Just super good at hacking. He was on 4chan and 8chan. He moderates 16, servers for Discord. On 16chan. He's got over 16,000 karma on Reddit. Uh, he was all over Reddit. <laughs> That's how they identified him is on Reddit. Yeah. Um, yeah he, uh, he, he's a mod on r slash hacking. I wonder what he did to like... To, to garner their attention. They, they do state that Trinity... Like, like Trinity's the IRS database. Yeah, like Trinity's a famous hacker that, like, Neo is like, well, you're the Trinity. Um, I thought you'd be a guy. Um, you, you hacked the IRS database. Yeah, but, like, has Neo done anything, like, that cool? Well, he, he, was, he, selling, made, he was selling a mini disc. He was selling a mini disc to a <laughs> drug addict. Did you ever have a mini disc player? No, I never had a, did. I, I, had a, z- I had zip discs. I got a mini disc player for Christmas one year in high school. And I took it to school with me, and I also had a backpack. I bought this backpack at the skateboard store I worked at. It had speakers and an aux cord built into a backpack. Oh, I remember those. And it took like 12 D-cell batteries. And Mr. Smiley, the he was not the assistant principal, but he was like a, an assistant principal in training, so he would substitute for assistant principals. Oh. He took up my mini-disc player because I walked into school the day – Cut back from Christmas break with that backpack blaring Sabotage by Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he took up my mini disc player and said, You can get it on the last day of school. And then I went to the last day of school and I was like, Where's my mini disc player, Mr. Smiley? And he's like, Oh, here's a box. Take whatever you want. Gone. <laughs> it was gone. Anyway, Mr. Smiley, I hate him. Mr. Smiley, you owe Sean a mini disc player. I just got it. Backpack. I just got it. So I had every Led Zeppelin song on oh, one mini disc. That was. Do so you think cool. that's what Neo was selling? <laughs> Just Led Zeppelin. He got he got your mini disc player from Mr. Smiley, stole it from the box. Yeah, and sold it to those those druggies. Um, yeah, what do you think? Why? Well, why why did those guys need whatever? Neo hacked onto well, that. He, had, just, he had some <laughs> hacking program, is my, what I told myself. Yeah, he ha- he did something. He created something. Created that, like a hacking program that they were going to use to do something illegal. I'm guessing. Yeah. Pro- uh, probably something involving crystal crystal meth because they yeah, looked, or whatever. What did mescaline? Was it? What did he? What he? What drug did he refer to? I don't remember any drug references. Yeah, he's, he said it's the only way to fly. Uh, another uh, really great line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. There are a lot of cheesy lines in this movie. Really just <laughs> early on in the movie. It gets more serious as the movie goes. Because also there's less talking in the third act. Yeah, there's more punching and kicking. Oh, I love it. Let's get to the punching and kicking. shooting. So he, um, he does the training simulation. There's the training simulation with the woman in the red dress where he learns about agents. Yeah, you learn that agents can... Um, inhabit any anybody in the matrix and we're just getting classic i love this it's exposition but it's entertaining and they're exposing the exposition to 
the fish out of water character. I love it when a movie has a fish out of water protagonist uh, because the world gets built for you yes. in such an entertaining way. Well, and and the this payoff, movie does it the best. The payoff is bigger too because you're growing and learning with the protagonist. You're growing and learning about the Matrix as Neo's learning about it. And then the payoff when he... All of it. Spoiler alert for the end of this podcast. Neo is the one. Yeah. And this is why Lord of the Rings... This ties back into Lord of the Rings in a couple ways. Because like Frodo never left the Shire. So he gets... He's the fish out of the water as well. He gets Gandalf explaining it everything to him. Just like Morpheus is explaining it to Neo. Uh, and... Poor little Frodo doesn't know if he's going to be able to do it. Doesn't know if he's going to be able to get yeah, the ring. We don't. We don't until either. that very last second. Anyway, it's just so great. I just we thought this I got is killed the by blueprint. the giant spider. Yeah, this is just the blueprint for a good movie, in my opinion. Yeah, for a good story. Good story. Um, well, how else do you consume stories? Books. <laughs> Nerd. Audio books. Uh, that sounds cool. Um, story songs. <laughs> story songs. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Woman in the Red Dress program. Um, oh, so then they get attacked. The, the Nebuchadnezzar, in, back in the real world, they get attacked by a sentinel, these sentinel droids with, that look like big squids. Yeah. And you find out that, like, you know, they, uh, they, can get, they can get discovered and destroyed in the real world. They can't, and they have to be out of the Matrix to deploy their... Uh, their, what do you call it? EMP. Their EMP to disable the droid, the uh, the robots. Yeah. Which so, I think is just a great a great device. It's a great device. It creates a lot of tension later in the movie of having to find a phone. The only way you can get out of the Matrix is through a, a, tel- Land- a landline telephone. Yeah. And, I, and not just anyone. It has to be like the one they got a patch on. Yeah, they've got a patch on certain... What city is this? Is this New York City that they're running No, it's just general city. General? Is it San Francisco? It's Matrix City. It's probably Toronto. I think it's a made-up city. It's just a city. It's not any one city. I don't know where they filmed it. It's New York City-ish. Yeah, it's like Gotham, New York. It's just a big city with lots of buildings. It's like endless buildings, though. I've never been to a city. Yeah, where it's just like the, it's like a computer's idea of a big city. Yeah, there's no landmarks or anything. Go to ChatGPT and type in "big city," mm-hmm. picture of a big city, and it'll render the Matrix. Yeah, um, but I I love that um, they're only ever in one city. Yeah, they don't do any traveling. Where uh, where, every, where they could. There are so many abandoned... Um, the fact that Neo lives in the same city that the Oracle lives in and where the and where the agents have their headquarters that they... But it's all one city. For. It's all the Matrix. Everyone lives in the Matrix. Well, it's 1999, real world. Like, they're in San Francisco, I'm going to say. It's based on 1999. But so it's, it's the computer... It's the AI's uh, idea of... The ideal here's like 1999 city. Everyone in the Matrix is in this city. There's like nothing. You remember that movie Dark uh, Dark City? No. Wait, are you saying in your understanding of the Matrix, there's There's not not the rest of the world outside this city? Yeah, I don't think so. 
No, I think it is exactly a one-for-one recreation of the world as it was in 1999. I don't think so. I think so. I think they're everyone's contained in this one city. No, because they have trillions of people or millions, billions of people. But it's just like endless city, like you said. I mean, in the movie, they in the movies they never go outside the city. The, they never uh, yeah. look outside the city. There's nothing else. I thought that was just for aesthetic purposes. I wonder if my understanding of the Matrix is wrong now. I want to Google that later. So yeah, I mean, I don't think they could like fly to Spain. I thought like Mesquite, Texas. And Gary, Indiana still existed. I don't think so. I think that's why they made the city so, like, generic. Hmm. Hmm. Man, I wish I could live in New York City. Now, um, the agents, this is getting into too much detail, but the agents know that this group of people uses landlines to get in and out of the Matrix, or to get out of the Matrix, at least. Yes. Why don't they just make a little patch update and say, get rid of all the landlines? I don't ooh, I don't know. Or at least like this one. They just use this one. Get rid of it. We do see where they um, change that building to where all the windows are bricked over. Yeah. So they can change stuff kind of at will. Maybe they can't change the landline once it's ringing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. So once once Tank gets the patch through, there's nothing they can do. Yeah, they can't just they can't just surround it with the brick wall. I don't know. Or just be like, oh, guess what? Landlines don't exist. Oh, so I I, I I had this thought when I was watching it because they never show the people actually go through the phone lines until they do. And I I thought, oh, they probably didn't do it. Probably just be reserved because they couldn't get the special effects to look right. But then in the subway scene, they actually mm-hmm. do show Morpheus go through the line. Yeah, and it looked awesome. Well, he like kind of disappeared, right? Or he kind of like went into the phone. That he like, yeah, like, he Star Trekked out of there. Yeah, uh, it was cool. And then the phone was just like hanging there, and it just dropped. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And, and that's they, the only time they showed the phone thing. Yeah, it was cool. All Everything right. about this movie is cool. So uh, then the second act happens. Second rest of the second act happens. Uh, Cipher is a little idiot. And yeah, you find out that Cipher is going to sell out his crew members, his crewmates to yeah. the agents. He's got a deal going on. They, they want the mainframe codes. Yeah. And he can't give them the mainframe codes, but he can give them Morpheus. And Morpheus, every captain of every ship from Zion has these codes. Um, and it's codes to Zion's mainframe. Yeah. Whatever. And if if the agents get that, then they can destroy Zion and be free of, you know, they won't have to deal with the Matrix at all anymore. And so Agent Smith really wants this because he hates humanity. Yeah. He yeah. hates being in the Matrix with everybody. And if, if, Which, like, if there was why, no real people in there messing around. Why can't you around? just program that out of his personality? Why can't you just program him to love him? Because he took out his earpiece. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> why can't you just write programs? Um, yeah, so you kind of get the feeling like there's a little something wrong with Agent Smith's programming. Yeah, he's a little unhinged. He's unhinged, and he's not con- he's not conforming in the same way that the other two agents are. Agent um two and 
Yeah, the other agents are more uh, by the books. They're yeah. good. They're, they're, they're company men. They're company men. Um, so well, then he goes to go see, let's, let's look at the part where he goes to see the Oracle. Okay, yeah. So they, he, they go to see the Oracle. Um, she's going to tell Neo if he's the one or not. That's the assumption anyway. Yeah. So you get there, and she's not what you expect. She's like this old grandma lady that's super nice. And she's baking cookies. She's baking cookies. And uh, a very nice, cozy home. Yeah, not just nice little apartment. Um, she's got some kids there. They're kind of out in the living room waiting. Um, she called, and then one of the kids, this is where you get the, there's no spoon. Yeah. Don't try to bend the spoon. That's impossible. There is no spoon. You have Only to realize, realize once you realize that there is no spoon. Uh, so that's kind of when Neo starts to get it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but he goes in, the Oracle talks to him a little bit, tells him he's an idiot because he doesn't know that Carrie Ann Moss is in love with him, or that Trinity's in love with him, I should say. Um, says, here, let me take a look at you. And, she's, and then she just, all she says is, you already know what I'm going to tell you. And he says, I'm not the one. She's like, yeah. So you're, but she also tells him that He's gonna to have to make a decision between him dying or Morpheus dying. Yeah, one of them is gonna die, and it's gonna be up to him who it is. Yep. Because Morpheus still believes that Neo's the one, even if Neo doesn't believe, even if the Oracle says he's not, which she never really says he's not. She says he has the gift, but he's not. There's something holding him back. She says something to the effect of, like, not this time around? Yes, she says maybe in the next life. Maybe in the next life, yeah. So maybe, like, he's got it. Like, he's got whatever could make him the one. But he doesn't believe in himself enough to release it. Yeah. At least not right now. Um, his hacking skills aren't good enough. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so they go back. Um, this is Morpheus when, tells him that what he learns, yeah. what was said, was just between him and her. Don't tell him. Yeah. So Morpheus doesn't know, and now they got to get out. But yeah. but when they first arrived, the whole crew came out of the matrix. And when they first started to go talk, Cipher put a phone, a cell phone, in a trash can outside the building where they were going to come and go from. Yeah. Tracking. So now tracking device. It's a trap. So now it's a trap. Cipher's plan is in motion. Um, he separates himself from the group. He calls in tank. He says, get me out of here. I got separated from the group. He goes back into Nebuchadnezzar real world, um, kills seemingly tank and dozer, his brother. Um, and then talks with Trinity on the phone, starts killing everybody one by one by unplugging them. Yeah. Says he's in love. He was in love with Trinity. Real creepy stuff while touching her face. Yeah. Do you think that was actually Carrie Ann Moss that he was like sitting on and touching a face, or was that a dummy? No, it was really her. Because like, dummy. how did she stay so still? It would have been too expensive to make a dummy just for that scene. Well, I don't know. It's probably a pretty good budget movie. It was like sixty thousand, sixty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars, <laughs> sixty million dollar budget. Um, they made this movie for sixty mil in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, that's still really low for Titanic was two hundred million. Yeah, but Titanic was Titanic way bigger. built a real almost life size 
Titanic boat. Yeah, on hydraulics so they could make it sink over and over and over again. Yes. Shout out to James, what went wrong. James Cameron is a maniac. Um, yes, what went wrong. One of our favorite podcasts. Shout out. If you want to listen to people talk about movies. Who know about movies. <laughs> who work in the industry and also do a lot of research. <laughs> yeah, who actually do more than just watch the movie halfway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can either listen to us two dummies talk about bumble our way through it, or yeah, they they have a really good show, uh, but still listen to ours. They're going to be on hiatus for a while. Why? Did you hear that on their recent episode that came out a few days ago? No, they're I think they're taking Jan like uh, didn't say when they're coming back, but it's going to at least not have any oh, episodes in January. I'm almost out of episodes, yeah. like old episodes to listen to. Oh well, um, good for them. Um, yeah, they put a lot of work into theirs. They uh, read whole books. They, read, they books. read books and articles and like do research. Um, but anyway, we talk about what the, happens in the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then Neo sees a cat. Uh, <laughs> oh, we already passed that part. We already passed that part. Cypher's being all creepy, touching Karen Moss's face, killing it all. He kills the Euro pop star and the guy who only has one line that just hangs <laughs> the out. The other guy. There are five members of. This crew. Wait, what happened to the mouse kid? The mouse kid gets killed when the agents come in. The mouse kid like has oh, two Tommy guns, got two to two little like machine pistols, and he eats it quick. He, they're big old Tommy guns. Yeah, he eats it quick. He gets shot into a wall. I forgot he died. I uh, like but him. I guess everyone died except for the main three and Tank and Tank. Yeah, I like they, Tank a lot. Well, they, also, what else has Tank been in? I don't. A lot of these actors have. I mean, yeah, most of them weren't in. Much. I understand Carrie Ann Moss has had a successful career and is considered a good, like, classical yeah. actress, but yeah, I've never seen another one of her movies. She's been in a lot of TV and movies. Uh, I forget what show I saw her in not too long ago. But she's, yeah. yeah, she's good. She was in Memento. Remember that movie? Oh, yeah, I've seen Memento. Christopher Nolan. Um, I actually, I don't know if I remember <clears throat> seeing that. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, <laughs> so uh yeah so cypher's killing everybody they escape in the bathroom wall they escape through the bathroom wall uh the agents come punch through the wall they're getting more they're getting neo morpheus does a cool dive through the dives through, through the through the wall through the tile through the subway tile tackles the tackles the agents um and then Trinity gets Neo out of there. Neo's trying to tell her that he's not the one. And that Morpheus shouldn't sacrifice himself for him. But uh, anyway, they they don't kill Morpheus. They beat him to a pulp. Um, Tank comes back to life. Kills Cypher. Um, and yeah, Tank is the real Jesus figure in this movie. Yeah, Tank, Tank saves them all. Tank, heart of gold, yeah. Also, his injury... Um, from a giant, like, laser electrical gun? laser gun? Not that bad. I don't know. He looked pretty burnt up. Yeah, but he, he didn't wince at all yeah. during the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's true. His injury was totally forgotten, uh, which is fine. But, so, yeah. Um, Neo and Trinity get out. He gets them out of... Uh, of the matrix neo says neo decides he's gonna go back in and save morpheus because he believes that he can yeah um and trinity goes with him 
And they go into the loading program. They go into the loading program. It's one of the best scenes. They need he's, tanks. Like, what do you guys need? Guns. guns. Lots of guns. And, and you've seen this clip as a gif many times. Well, the rows and rows of racks of guns like just appear and whiz by them like a giant library. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a library of ammunition. So then we get the other classic scene of them walking. And they go back into the Matrix. They walk into the... The bank. The I guess it's like a bank building or something. I guess it is some kind of office building. Yeah. The lobby. There's nobody in there except for like three guards um, and a, a metal detector. They walk through the metal detector. They have all the guns. Gunfight ensues. Oh, the he opens up his coat full of guns for yeah. the security guard. And the security guard's just like, holy... <laughs> Yeah, and then they shoot, <laughs> and then they kill them all for fifteen minutes. They kill everybody 15 for minutes fifteen of beautiful minutes. Beautiful gun ballet, and it's just like all oh, when um, he does the cartwheel and picks up the gun. Cartwheels, just awesome flips and shooting uh, tricks. Yeah, and it's good, good carnage, real yeah. good carnage. This was an inspiration for a lot of um... high school shootings. Yes, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna edit out. Well, it was. <laughs> It was unfortunately the inspiration. Not the inspiration. They dressed like this, the yeah. Columbine guys. Um, to be fair, black trench coats were cool before the Matrix, and they will be cool after the Matrix. Depending on who's wearing them, they're not always cool. Have you seen? There was a have kid, you seen there was that a kid Ben Shapiro in, picture? There was, there was a kid in my high school that wore a black duster. He was not cool. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that picture of Ben Shapiro when he was in high school? Uh, yes, yes, and he's wearing the trench coat with the katana. Yeah, yeah, not cool, not cool. Or there's also a picture of Elon Musk from yes, I've seen college. That one. Also not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk has so much more hair now than he did in college. There is nothing more nerdy than a nerdy guy who thinks he's dressing cool. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the hat. It depends if there's a hat. If there's a hat. If there's a hat. A fedora and a duster. Dusters and fedoras. Like Ugh, I've been a weird guy for most of my life, but I've never had a fedora. I have. I've had fedoras. Now, I remember when I was telling you I was a goofy little 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. My hat of choice, which I bought off the clearance rack at a Hot Topic, oh, was a like you know you know the 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 singer from ACDC, yeah, and he wore that leather uh, like golfing cap or whatever, yeah, call like, it? A like, news, a, like a newsboy cap, like a newsboy cap, but it was black leather with a row of studs around it. Oh, that's what it you was, wore. It was some S and M daddy gear that oh, I was that gosh. I picked up at Hot Topic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me in sixth grade wearing that every day. Sixth grade's still young enough to where it's not like yeah. that bad. That, yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> just thinking that you were the coolest dude. <laughs> just thinking I was so cool. <laughs> um oh man. That's good stuff. Anyway, yes, this inspired a whole generation of nerds to wear long black coats. Yes. Um but yeah, like Neo and Trinity look really cool. They dude. look really cool. Trinity's uh, isn't even like hers is like patent leather or patent leather. Yeah, pat, yeah. And she's wearing like a full leather outfit. Yeah, yeah. And 
I it mean, also inspired Reeves, it, it inspired something else in a whole generation of boys. Too. Yeah. Um. So then they, uh, yeah, they uh, shoot the elevator. They go to the roof for some reason. I guess, I think they're across the street, right? Are they across the street? Or are they? On, I don't know if Morpheus is in this building or what, but they have a plan, I guess. Uh, they go up to the roof. There's a helicopter up there, um, but there's also a lot of uh, SWAT team members mm-hmm. that they have to fight through. And this is the you know the famous bullet time, one of the famous bullet time scenes where Neo. This is the scene. This is where bullets. he bends over backwards, flails his arms about, and dodges bullets. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Trinity is like, "How'd you do that? You move like they do." And you're like, "Okay, now he's like leveled up." Now he, yeah, he's like totally leveling up in his skill tree. This is only like his fourth time to ever actually be in the Matrix, if you include the time he lived his whole life here. Yeah, when he didn't, when he was just Thomas Anderson hacker. He believes in himself now. He believes in himself. Yeah, um, but he still got hit. He still got hit by the. He's not as good as the agents yet because yeah. he shot like a full two clips at the agent, and he's just like multi. You know, looks like he has four bodies. Yeah, dodging all the bullets. Um, so they get in the helicopter. They um, have a minigun in the helicopter. Yes, they shoot up the the uh, agents outside from outside the office where they're holding uh morpheus morpheus is not hit also um neo it's been previously established that nobody has ever killed an agent before and neo has now killed three agents well they're not dead they just tran they just morphed into a different body but that's what happens when they die yeah, but they're not dead yeah Oh yeah, that's true. The program's not dead. The program's not dead. They just come back in other bodies and keep coming at you. Yeah. Um but anyway, he buys enough time. Morpheus jumps out the window. He Neo catches him. Um just barely. Just barely. Oh, uh, you think something good happens and then it just leads to more peril. But now there's they're great, dangling. Great peril. Great action all throughout. I mean, from this point on, it's just pure action awesomeness. Yeah, for the rest of the movie, nothing but every every shot is a banger. Um, so yeah, they get any, they get Morpheus out. They crash the helicopter. Awesome crash scene. Um, well, hold on, hold on. They, they they he drops Morpheus. He's he's holding on to the rope coming out of the helicopter in one hand, and he's holding Morpheus in the other hand. And he drops Morpheus off on top of a building, and then the helicopter. Carrie Ann Moss sacrificed herself. She's gonna crash. She she's gonna die. The, the helicopter's crashing, and he he holds onto the rope. He does that cool thing where he like flips his arm around and wraps the rope around his arm and holds the rope and like digs his heels in. And she grabs the other end of the rope and shoots it off the helicopter, which is so much user faster than using a carabiner and so much more reliable. Yes, she so never would have shoot the carabiner. She would have died if she had tried to get the carabiner off. But she just shoots the carabiner and then and holds onto it. And Neo is like just pulls her back up. Yeah. And it's super dope. It is super dope. Um, anyway, they find uh, Tank finds them a payphone to get out. Uh, it's in the subway. Morpheus gets out first. Uh, and the cool. aforementioned cool uh, sucking into the payphone special effect. Special effect. 
Um, and then there's a bum. There's a bum in the in the subway. Yeah. Um, and Agent Smith morphs into the bum. Um, sorry, the transient gentleman. Um, and then Trinity, as she's getting out, she see she uh, she sees Agent Smith, almost shoots her. Mm-hmm. He, shoots, he shoots the phone. He shoots the phone, still like dangling in midair, blows up the phone, so Neo can't get out. So Neo uh, decides not to run. He decides he's gonna stand up to Agent Smith because and he, he does. Is, he is beginning to believe, and he does the. Is it Enter the Dragon? He does the Bruce Lee pose. Yes, he does a lot of cool kung fu poses. But I mean, he does like quite literally the exact famous Bruce Lee pose and flexes off the dirt. Yes. Um, Flex so hard that dirt flies off your pecs. <laughs> that, oh man. Um, so fighting ensues. Agent Smith, uh, Leo stands stands his ground, holds his own for a while, gets some good licks in, but Agent Smith uh, starts starts kicking his butt. Yeah. Uh, so Neo, uh, he uh, tries. Does he try to run yet? No, he doesn't try to run. Agent Smith throws him onto the subway tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, keeps calling, and he's like, "Time to die, Mister Anderson." And Neo says, "My name is Neo." Yeah. And he jumps up. Hits him on the so Agent Smith hits the roof, and Neo gets away, runs off, trying to find another exit payphone. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It's awesome, but like because it's and, and like you said, he kills him. He like wins the fight, but then the door to the subway opens, and there's just another Agent Smith. There's right another there. Agent Smith. Um, so Neo takes off running, like I can't do it anymore. Um, so there's a chase through the streets. Um, Tank finds him a phone. It's in an apartment building. Everything's like disgusting in the Matrix, by the way. There's no like clean buildings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's about to jump into a trash pile. Yeah, he jumps into or- multiple trash piles and um, busts through the door, goes up, finds the apartment, hears the phone ringing, opens the door, and Agent Smith's there. And he shoots him 1,100 times. Point blank. Um, and you think Neo's dead? Yeah, he flatlines. Flatlines. And they, you see, he's hooked up to a heart monitor on the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Oh, and the Nebuchadnezzar is also being attacked by Sentinels. Yeah, and they can't turn off. They can't. They can't do the EMP while Neo's still in there. It'll so, kill him. So the Sentinels are just getting in. They're breaking. They're breaching the hole. Yeah, they're in the uh, where the deck, the deck, the main deck where everybody is. They're about to. They're about to. Kill, kill, kill everybody. Yeah. Um, and Carrie Moss starts making out with Neo. They're not, she didn't make out. She tells him that she loves him. And the Oracle told her that the person that she falls in love with was would be the one. Which has nothing to do with the Bible. No. So Not everything. It's not a one-to-one of the Bible. It's not a one-to-one, but it's kind of, it would be a lot closer without that scene. Um, and also... <laughs> <laughs> it would it would yeah it would um also i think it's kind of weird that like their love story seems uh 
based on nothing real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's like no reason for there, there's no reason for them to love each other. They it just, just seems like fate. They it's just, just like you're the hottest chick in this clique and I'm the like the main dude, so we should just like instantly fall in love. Yeah, I'm the like quarterback, the quarterback the cheerleader. cheerleader. Um, yeah, like we should it just should be It's like you're the hottest one out of the two women on, the, <laughs> on this ship. Yeah. And I'm and like <laughs> I don't know. That that part did seem a little like now I'm not gonna say forced. I'm gonna say it was it seemed a little more rooted in fate than in merit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and she loved him based on really nothing. I and guess she had been watching. We, she had been watching him for a long time. As we know from other Keanu Reeves movies, relationships based in traumatic events never last. Are you talking about the Lake House? No, I'm just kidding. I think, I think, I think that's <laughs> talking about quote. hard. Are you talking about Hardball? Isn't that what he says to in Speed? Oh, I don't know. Like, um, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen Speed, but Speed yeah, needs to be on this podcast. I, I think in Speed, he's like he says a line about relationships based in traumatic situations never last. Oh yeah, to Sandy Bullock. Sandy Bullock, man, Sandy Bullock is so cool, man. She's awesome in that movie. I love it. Yeah. Um. So Neo's dead. Neo's, Neo's dead. She but, whispers in his ear. He comes back to life uh, based on her whispers. Yep. So he's resurrected. He is the resurrected savior. Of the yeah. Matrix. Yes. Um, and he's been dead, so he knows, like, hey, I'm back alive. Like, I'm the one. He knows he's the one now. He knows he's the one. Um, he gets up. Agent Smith attacks him. He fights him off with one arm. It's so cool. Um, like, it's nothing. And then he karate kicks him and does a cool... He just goes flying down the hallway. He flies 20 yards down a hallway. And Neo does this cool thing where he keeps his foot up. Uh, really high, and then rotates it, and then then puts and it then down. puts it down. It's 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 the coolest. It's pretty good flex. It's it's cool. Yeah. Um, and then he jumps into Agent Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and blows him up, and I assume that um he blew up his code. That's how he actually kills. Yeah, and then he can see the code, and then there's like three agents all shooting at him. Yeah, and he everyone's made out of bullets. everyone's made out of um. 3D binary code, like, yeah. like in the shape of the things, um, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense That's, to me. So, I mean, it's pretty much how an SVG works. <laughs> if you look inside an SVG, it's you just the, in the shape. It's code in the shape of the image. Yeah, it's it's, it's ASCII art. They're made out of ASCII art. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what they are. Yes, they yeah. Are. Um, but anyway, it's but a, he, it's a cool visual to but, show you that he is now seeing the world as it is. He's seeing the Matrix for what it is. Yeah. Um, and that he has dominion over it. And they shoot him with a bunch of bullets. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't dodge them. He just puts his hand up yeah. and stops them. And he says, no. Yeah. And it was previously foretold by Morpheus. Morpheus told him earlier, he was like, what are you saying, Morpheus? I can dodge bullets? And he's like. When you're ready, you won't have to. You won't have to. And now this is like confirmation of this. Definitely yeah. being the one. He's ready. He doesn't have to dodge bullets. He just stops them. So he kills Agent Smith. The other two agents run away. They don't know what to do. Um, but the Nebuchadnezzar is still about to get jacked by these uh, Sentinels. So he has to go. He gets out. They throw the EMP. 
uh, they are saved, although their ship is in real bad shape. And also, back in the world of the Abednego, he doesn't have godlike powers. He's actually a bald little weirdo who yeah, he's has a, atrophied muscles. He's a weakling. <laughs> he's weak. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they all are, except for Tank, who is jacked. Yeah. And Tank's and Dozer's really well, jacked. Not anymore. Dozer's dead. Oh, yeah. 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 That's R.I.P. Dozer. Um, so then we kind of. Uh, Skip ahead. You know what's kind of funny? They're named after Tank and Dozer, but the two of them can't go in the Matrix, so they've never seen those things. Oh, yeah, they don't have the... They were born in Zion, in, Zion. in the real world. So There's they don't no have... Tanks and Dozers in Zion. Maybe there are. Uh, maybe, well, not in this movie. Maybe in movie two and three, but those don't count. Yeah, they have like those um, things from Avatar that they... Get in. They're like the mech suits. Oh, yeah, man. The sequels suck. They're bad. They're so bad. I haven't seen them in 20 years. I, I watched... I I remember going to go um, see it and being so happy and so hyped. And There was so much exposition in those movies. I'm a fan of exposition. Like additional layers upon layers upon layers of like, here's... A bunch of other stuff about the Matrix that's new and makes you not as powerful. Like Neo's not as powerful in those. He can still fly, I guess. Yeah the 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 first one ended so perfectly. It was perfect. I don't think they had planned sequels. No. So yeah, the end of the movie is basically Neo's on a payphone and he's talking to the AI or the Matrix. He's talking to the AI. He's yeah. like, "I'm coming for you, basically." And I'm going to wake these people. I'm going to wake them. I'm going to wake everybody up. And then it pans out, uh, like way above the city, and then you see Neo like flying toward the camera. Yeah. And what song plays? Raging Against the Machine. Yes. There's so some good. symbolism for you right there. Get it? Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. 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 Kind of what the whole movie's about. A little yeah. on the nosy, but. <laughs> Great song. Yeah. Love Raging Against the Machine. Anyway, uh, 10 out of 10 movie. Um, highly recommend it if on a Friday night you're a dad and you want to watch a movie. Throw on The Matrix. Okay, Chris, I've got a question for you. Yep. How would you have done the sequels? Oh, man. That's a great question. I don't know if I would have done sequels at all. Just no, just no sequel. I would have. Done I mean, a they brought Agent Smith back. I don't even remember how he came back. Yeah, and, there's and he was like, fighting like and he was like a them. billion of them, and it was the worst CGI of all time, other than the Scorpion King. Yeah. That yeah, that scene where he's fighting all the Agent Smiths is so bad. It's just like video game Neo in there. It's bad. Plus, the story is incomprehensible. Yeah, I think the right call would just be show a little restraint, not do it at all. Yeah, I wouldn't have done. One. I wouldn't have done one. Like it ended so cool. Like, what are you gonna do after that? I would have liked. It's like you, you know, let the audience think about like, okay, he's gonna free everybody, and then they're gonna take down the, the Matrix, and everyone's gonna live in the crappy. Real world. <laughs> yeah. I, I like how um, the Animatrix was stories in and around the Matrix that didn't 
have to do with these group of characters. I might have done a prequel to show yeah. the first one. The first the one. I would have liked to see like um, And the first young... the one would have been Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I would I would like to to see like, okay, Neo's off doing his thing. What's Morpheus doing? Morpheus oh, yeah. life mission is accomplished. Morpheus is goes back and is now in the Galactic Senate. <laughs> intergalactic <laughs> politics that's what makes a good sequel intergalactic yes, politics good prequels. trade federations yes what 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 kind of uh trade routes is zion fighting for that's what i need to know yeah what's their what's their um gdp <laughs> Uh, Curtis, this has been the longest episode we've ever done. Sorry, it's a long movie. I mean, this is long. There's longer, so much to say. There's a lot more. Um, <laughs> there's a lot more story to the Matrix than most of the movies that we usually I just, talk I about just, on here. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, it's longer um, and more. Anyway, well, just tell me, what was your absolute favorite part of the movie? I mean, my favorite part of the movie it's probably when neo fights morpheus in the kung fu uh simulator that would be my favorite too it's really cool i also like everything everything after when they go back in to get morpheus out yeah i mean that whole the whole sequence after that is just non-stop non-stop i i also really like the the rob zombie club yeah um, I just remix. like that setting. I don't the, know. Just a rager. I've only ever really been to a club, like a club club once. And it was like an underground, like it was literally in a warehouse, like um, playing EDM music. And 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 it was, it was almost like that. And I was just like, but anyway, it wasn't as cool. I would love to go to a club like that. I've never been to a club. There's a club like that in the second one. Oh, really? Right. I don't it's, remember. But it's... Uh, I only I saw the second one maybe once. Maybe you're right, because there are Europeans in the second one. The Merovingian. Do you remember the Merovingian? Or whatever he's called? Are those the albino twins? There's the albino twins, but there's like the guy who owns the club is somebody... I don't know. I mean, I don't. But he he's European. Well, and Monica if, Monica Bellucci's if, in, and she's European. If I ever make a movie, if if the movie that I um, would one day like to write that I've written some of ever gets made, there's a scene where there's a club, and in the script it says it's playing that song about Rob Zombie nice. as a tribute to the Matrix. Awesome, I love yeah. it. Um, yeah, this uh, this movie also popularized that type of music. I feel like like. Uh, um, remixes and EDM style music, industrial trance. Yeah, I feel like it got really popular after this. Um, yeah. What uh, what character do you want on a t shirt, Neo? Neo. Or do you want Morpheus? I want Morpheus's jacket. His duster was kind of like a snakeskin leather. I don't know. Maybe it was crocodile. Yeah, it was awesome. I would want. Um, the one crew member that has one line. 
<laughs> just guys, that random guy. The, I mean, there the are, guy who drove the car. There are like six crew members. They couldn't give him more lines than. No. I mean, he had no lines. I want. I want the uh, mouse. Oh, mouse. Yeah, yeah. he would be interesting. I, I want uh, not Agent Smith, but one of the other agents. Okay. On a t-shirt. Yeah. It, I want the Agent Smith signature line of men's suits. Black. Now now available at Sears. Um, Sears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know those were cheap suits. The AI is not paying for a nice suit. No, no. Well, I'm not going to put the ending music on this episode. Because Why? it's a... In case people are listening to it before bed and they fell asleep, I don't want the ending music to wake them up. That's I hate very, that. That's really considerate, Sean. I would never would have thought of that. Do you um, listen to podcasts when you go to bed? You probably don't. You, I don't. I listen to rain sounds. That's why <laughs> Spotify thinks that I only ever want to watch, listen to rain sounds. <laughs> it's like, here's music for you. Rain sounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, li- I listen to podcasts as I fall asleep, and then I hate it when... There's commercials or the music comes on real loud at the end. Oh, yeah. Maybe put some soft music. Because our music's loud. Maybe put some soft music on I'm just going to tack on 30 minutes of rain sounds. Put on, oh, it's buy the rights to that Rob Zombie song. And then we'll oh, put. Oh, we don't need to buy the rights. I got you. Dig through the ditches <laughs> and burn through the witches and slam in the back of my. Dragula. So Dragula is um, the monster's drag racer. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Did you know that Rob Zombie directed a Munsters adaptation recently? I did. It was the worst trailer I've ever seen for a movie. Did you know they decided not to release the movie? Oh, really? Yeah. It was that bad. It was that bad. They're not going to release it. I mean, they were going to release it on some streaming service. Like, why wouldn't they just do it? And it also went like 10 times over budget or something ridiculous. Like The trailer looked... And, I mean, Rob Zombie's made like... De- like decent horror like movies, decent budget horror movies before. Um, some of them are like respected and The Hills Have Eyes and no, he made um, the, House made, of a Thousand Corpses. He made the Hillbillies, right? He made the Hillbillies that eat you. I don't uh, think that's the name of the movie. Yeah, Devil's Devil, Rejects. Devil's Rejects, um, House of a Thousand Corpses, and there's a couple other ones, but some of them are. My least he favorite, made a Halloween remake that was not good. Not good. My least favorite genre of horror is like hillbilly horror hillbillies i don't know because it's too real well yeah you're from oklahoma i'm from a respectable part of oklahoma but yeah actually also it is real because of that yeah um why are we talking about uh rob zombie (laughs) because he was the best part oh yeah dragula 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 or or and Living Dead Girl, it says, I saw a Rob Zombie live once. It was Did you? Good. It was we were good. talking about uh, Rob Zombie's brother in Power Man 5000 that I yeah. saw in a little club in Lubbock one time. Awesome. Um, so, there you go. That's a great uh, place to end our podcast. All right. <laughs> Bye. Well, what movie are we going to do next? <laughs> <laughs> we got to figure this part out. Do we? Why do, we, why do we always have to do this on... So people uh, who listen... Okay, but we're going to do a kid's movie next, right? Yeah. Do you um, want to do an Odd Squad movie? Yeah, let's do Odd Squad movie. Odd Squad movie? I'm so excited. Um, the Odd Squad when, movie is when, are we gonna so re- when is this going to release? Because we feel like we're out of pocket till the new year. Yeah, this is going to release tomorrow, Saturday, the or Friday the 22nd of December. And then... 
January, uh, I don't know, 9th, 10th-ish, I guess, would be the next episode. I don't know. Yeah. Sometime in January, for sure. Yeah. Um, Odd Squad movie. Everybody go watch and it. And I will say, for those at home, I don't normally make a case for the movie we're going to watch to watch it, but it's very short. I think it's only an hour long. That's not a movie. It, it's, a, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a full movie. It's a PBS Kids movie. It counts. All right. Um, Jack McBriar is in it. Oh, I love Jack McBriar. He's like the only adult in it. <laughs> so, um, and Kenneth Parcell. It is every single line in that movie is a laugh line. Like, maybe not a good one, but they're all there. Is it a cheesy kids movie aimed at six-year-olds? Yes. Is it educational? <laughs> yes. But it's all, it's it's so good. It's worth watching. I'm excited about it. If you have kids. If you don't have kids, just watch The Matrix again. Yeah. If you don't have kids, watch it anyway. I mean, it's fun. Odd Squad's great. It's it's. It's got a lot of in jokes for Odd Squad too. Like, not a lot. Like, not so much that it's annoying, but it's, it's a payoff for the people who watch it. All right. Well, that's it. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Enjoy your Christmas. Bye. <laughs>